wingtip. Good afternoon. It is March 9th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limnos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? Last podcast was officially the first podcast of March, but I feel like today is really the first pod of March. Conference uh, tournaments are happening. Duke just came off a massive victory. We only have to win four games in four days now. A little while ago, we had to win five in five days. So it's becoming infinitely, uh, exponentially easier, uh, I imagine. But I am just so happy because last year, this is right when everything all got shut down and I missed out on the tournament, missed out on conference tournaments. And conference tournaments are just like an awesome appetizer before the the main part of the party, the main meal that's coming. And last year, I feel like we got handed uh, a beer and halfway through, we got kicked out of the party. And so it's been a long time coming, but there's going to be basketball on all day long, the rest of the week, and just setting us up for Selection Sunday. Like, we're here, we made it, and I'm excited. Well, the best part about these tournaments is they keep essentially everybody alive. If you're, if you're good enough to get in the tournament, you are you got a chance, right? And I, I think that's... It's exactly what you're hoping for this year. That, that is definitely unusual. I'm not uh, used to it's a win or go home scenario. Usually it's a, well, can we play our way into a one seed? What do we have to do to make sure we don't fall to a two seed? What's the What are, what are the expectations? So that's definitely different this year. But it, it means more more basketball, so uh, I feel better about it now that we, like I said, we just won by won by thirty. So if it was closer, I would have felt less good. Uh, we're going against Louisville tomorrow. We lost to them just uh, a week, week and a half ago. Uh, it was it was an overtime, very competitive game. So uh, I I feel good about calling it a coin flip. One of our uh, best players fouled out down the stretch. So I think if uh, we can avoid foul trouble, you definitely uh, definitely have a shot to uh, continue this run. Hey, the truth is, is that your March Madness has begun. It's true. There's no more. Like if you lose, you go home. The tournament might as well have just started today, and you're 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 one and zero so far. So that's that's what's on deck. That's what you need. I mean, I don't see this this conference tournament maybe easier than the actual tournament, but I I, I don't know how much. I, there's just a lot of things got to happen, and it'll be exciting to see what happens. I'm I'm just glad that you already capped off with a victory that we can have at least one more pleasant podcast before. The boo birds come out, and, and and Zach's just like, oh, is it uh, is it football season yet? I don't, I don't even know what you're gonna be looking forward to. Is it <laughs> like what what's after this? After this is then I put all my energy into beating you in the tournament bracket challenge because I won't have uh, my own team to root for. So I'll just be rooting for pure domination. That'll be that'll be what my next thing is. Do you, honestly, all right. Is Duke gonna make the tournament? No. No, you don't. Your your expectations are low. Like this is a miracle if you get in. Oh, definitely. We we have like a like a like a less. We have we have a single digit chance to win all these games. I mean, you'd like to say that there's gonna be some sort of miracle run, but there's a reason that we're playing the first uh, the first day of the tournament, which I don't think any team has ever won from this early on, and when they started the game. It was this was the worst seed Duke has had. This is the first time we've had to play on the first day since 2007, and just all of the uh, all of the the stats that you don't want to have were all getting popped up today. So, it, it just tomorrow we're gonna have to play our second game in two days. Louisville is gonna be fresh, and then if we were to pull off that upset, 
Then you go against Florida State. They've had a successful year. They're going to be fresh, and now we're going to play in the third day, third time in three days. So, it it uh, it would be like you said, it would be a miracle run. I think UConn has done something similar to this. I think Kemba actually did it. I think it was that year. It might have been the. Sh- they won another year too with Shabazz. I think they were a conference tournament winner that. At least they increased their odds of getting in. I don't know if it was the only reason they got in. Uh, but I it's believe ha- you are correct with the uh, with the Kemba year. I think it was the Kemba year. I think they won the tur- that step back. That was the the Big East cardiac. Tournament. Yeah, cardiac Kemba. Man, I wish we could get that guy in Boston right now. But March is here, like you said. Tournaments are are starting. Selection Sunday is just around the corner. Uh, we're gonna be advertising like madmen, trying to get people to sign up for our March Madness. And you should do that. We sent out the email last week. The group is activated. If you would like to sign up now, you can go check out our Facebook page, Little Column A, Little Column B podcast, or go to our website, LCALCB. You'll be directed right to the sign-up. All you have to do is create a Yahoo link. If you already have a Yahoo account, just log right in, and you're all set. Fill out your bracket before Friday. The Not this upcoming Friday, the next Friday. And and off we just go. Just be safe. Do it on. Uh, just be safe. Do it on Thursday because those games start. Uh, the the schedule's not out yet, but I imagine they're going to start either at noon or or twelve thirty. So you, you be prepared to be doing it Friday morning if you're you're holding off to the very end. So if you're a fan of the podcast, chances are you're either a fan of trying to beat us in that, or you're a fan of just watching us deal with some consequences. Every year, Zach and I make a bet, and the loser between the two of us of uh, our March Madness results has to do something obviously embarrassing. Uh, this year, we're going to have more than one option for that possible embarrassment, and we're going to spin a wheel and eliminate some options as we uh, get a little bit farther along into the tournament. Uh, we both have proposed some ideas. If you have some ideas, you can still get them to us, but I think we're going to finalize nope. this pretty sure. No. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late? Yeah, we're finalizing it I today. See, I see no reason why we couldn't add any additions to this. All right, well, now, it has to be really. It has to be really good because you know we're on we're on a schedule here. This this isn't just you know some sort of fly by night situation. We, you know, very thorough and dedicated to what we decide to do. I don't think this would be any less official if somebody suddenly came up with a good idea. I don't think that makes this any more or less official. It just makes it a better content, better consumption, better better attainment. That's that's all. That's all we're trying to do out of this. Well. The idea, and I agree, if someone comes out with something really good, we can replace something. But uh, once we set things today, those will be the four next week. So it'll be the Tuesday after Selection Sunday before the game starts. We're going to be spinning the wheel. So this is going to come at you pretty quick. All right, so you got until then. Or or you just don't. Or you got till next year. You know what? We're going to be doing this again. Zach's going to have to do back-to-back consequences. So after you see him do uh. one of these things this year, you can think of, a bunch of things you're going to want him to do next year because, I mean, this year, I don't even know. I actually feel at a bit of a disadvantage by Duke not being in the tournament because that was like, I, I, if you're mind-reading your opponent in this and the predictions they're trying to make, that was one where it's like, all right, Zach's a Duke fan. He's going to have Duke going far. I, I can counter that in some way, but I know something about your bracket is going to be related to Duke going far. Now I know nothing. I don't know anything. I don't even know if you're going to – you may boycott all the ACC for all I know. Maybe you got them all out in the first round. If, if Duke can't have it, no one else can have it. I don't. I have no idea. So I'm going a little bit more blind this year, and I, that's concerning for me. Do you have any concerns about my potential knowledge? 
Uh, my concern is that you're not going to overthink it. I think what you want to do is continue to think about what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, do you, like, what, I, what do you I think? already do you jumped think off I'm, that uh, ship. That plan's gone. What, what, I, I... what team? What, what team do you think I like the most? Any any of them jumping out? Well, I don't know. The last time I picked a favorite school was based on color, so I don't know if your 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 process of elimination is uh, as productive as me just saying I'm going to root for the teams in orange. Hmm, that's an interesting strategy. <laughs> it was. I'll I'll I'll, I'll look into this. It was. I'll, I'll 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 let you know after the the brackets lock. <laughs> All right, well, let's just get to the uh, the consequences here. You, you've got a couple ideas. I've got a couple ideas. We're going to come to an agreement on four. We may or we may already agree on the four. I, I think there may be a couple that I think we're both going to be in on. Uh, so why don't you go and list off one, and I'll tell you if I got it on my list, and then we'll flip-flop uh, back and forth here. Okay, so the first one I have is you have to grow a mustache. I don't have that on here, but I did have the starburn sideburn. Or you have to have a sideburn shaped as a star. Okay. Uh, Do we uh, maybe we combine those? <laughs> All right. Yeah. That, yes. All right. Yeah. That obviously. Yeah. Why was that not an idea? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny that that at one point had two spots on the wheel, <laughs> two separate spots. Yeah. No, we can combine those. I think that seems fair. I mean, you didn't have the other one, and I didn't have the the mustache, but obviously, there's some sort and- of facial hair consequence seems fair do you have um a suggestion on how long you have to have that for uh i think a week is fair a week's a long time and is it a week from when you started or it's a week of i'm gonna call it uh official like other people can tell what you're doing Oh man, we could. This is where it is challenging. Is the whole point of all this is to embarrass ourselves in front of a lot of people so we could tell a lot of people about the podcast? Hey man, why do you have these silly sideburns and weird mustache? Like, what's what's going on? And not getting asked that question makes it even more humiliating because it's for less of an effective reason. Uh I think I don't know. I think a week's fine. I think a week's okay. I think it needs to have an established point. I don't know how long that's going to be. Because for me especially, this is not going to be an overnight grow for me. This this may be a couple of days for you. This, this this is going to take a process. But, you know, I'm not going to lose, so I don't know if we necessarily need to worry about that. Do we uh, – I, I think we need uh, we need someone to volunteer and make the judgment call here. Can you think of uh, a volunteer? Okay. Why don't we? Why don't we? Uh, we'll, we'll table this one, and because this way, if it gets, uh, if it gets voted off, then we don't even need to, uh, like the first week, we don't don't even need to worry about it. So, but when I just had mustache, my little notes I wrote down was you have to have a mustache until college basketball slash until your team wins a college basketball game. Wow, that's a that's a commitment. I do not want to combine the starburn sideburn for for that time period. I agree. <laughs> it's uh, I don't think enough I people agree. watch Community for me to be like, yeah, I'm just gonna be this guy for you know a portion of this year. For six months, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That uh, yeah, that was when it was just a mustache, which seemed a little easier. So, yeah, okay, let's uh, so that is the first one going on the wheel. 
and a time frame will be decided on in the future. Yeah, that's fair. We may have to have a wheel for that as well. <laughs> Ooh, I like this. <laughs> mm. We could uh we could even mathematically make this a um like a flexible time frame depending on who won by a margin. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's something to look into. The only uh issue is ESPN inflates their stats, but I think it's just by a factor of 10. So I think it'd be pretty simple to just divide the ESPN one by 10, and then you'd be able to figure out the scores. Yeah. I. All right, my consequence that I'd, I'd like to add to the wheel is I, I like this. I think you came up with this idea of dressing up in the wrong holiday outfit on a different holiday. So say dressing up for Christmas on Cinco de Mayo or Mayo or whatever, or something like that, or just something off. Some, you have to dress up as a, the off holiday on the wrong holiday. Is, does that make any sense? Do we have a uh, holiday in mind? Because I did suggest that idea, but it might be better for a future uh, year with, with COVID. Because the idea was for on Cinco de Mayo, you had to dress up for a different holiday. But I think by Cinco de Mayo, we're still not going to be able to go out and about. So you think that really hits enough that you're just dressing up at the house? No, I think I think this is a Christmas time where you do not dress up like Christmas, and it's a matter of which holiday you're going to end up picking here. So does the, the winner choose the the both holidays, or does the loser decide the uh, the holidays? I think we could decide on it. Just, I mean... I, I'm just more of saying Christmas time seems like a safe uh, time frame. Like I'm hoping by that point we'll be able to do something in public. I mean, what okay. other ho- what other holidays are there? I mean, they, they kind of come out quick. I don't think Fourth of July is not going to be ready. Yeah, and I guess you could dress up like something different for Fourth of July. That would stick out because I think, well, what do you really dress up for Fourth of July? But. Well, I think if you dress up for Fourth of July on Christmas, that may stand out. Like, why are you wearing an Uncle Sam outfit? Like, what, what, what happened there? I, I like this idea. I will. I wish we had all these details a little bit more ironed out, but I think the idea that this is going to happen at some point is is okay because we've. Been, just, yeah, just my concern is uh, like we're not going to be able to go out soon enough, and the the Christmas. I mean, we're going to be into next college basketball season by then that's that's my only concern it's just the payoff is so far away you want to just pick out a halloween gift or a halloween well, a even costume? Ha- Get a costume even halloween that's uh that that's uh basically the next that's just before college basketball starts again all right so do you want to take this off the wheel then this is the whole point of the conversation yeah i'm i'm saying this goes into the for next year okay because right. I think this is going to work a lot. Because Cinco de Mayo would be like a month after, so it's still going to be fresh in everybody's mind. And I just think for both the listeners and for people we're going to be interacting with, trying to explain in Christmas about a bet you lost in March is just gonna it it's going to be a lot. All right, it is it is gone. It has been decided. All right, so what do you got? What do you got next, wise guy? Then what's your number two on the wheel? My number two is the beer mile. Beer mile. Oh, so I did write down the beer mile. All right, it can go on there. That's that's fine. That's that's the grossest entertainment we can provide. 
a lot of a lot of guests. For those that uh, aren't aware of what the beer mile is, is you have four beers. You're at a track. You have to drink a beer. You have to run a lap. You have to drink a beer, and so on until uh, until you're done. Yeah, the mile is going to be challenging. The mile was what I was least worried about before. I was more worried about just trying to consume that much beer in that short of a time frame, which will still be very challenging. But I've been training for that part a lot more than the mile of recent. <laughs> Once again, you uh, you ran cross country, and that is way farther than a mile. And so, even with no training, I think you could you could just wake up and, and run a mile. You'll be fine. Oh, man, I don't know. I got old quick, man. I'm looking for a new place to live. I haven't crossed off retirement homes. This this carpal tunnel, this is real. This is not going away right now. <laughs> my my See, wrist is all messed up. <laughs> you're going to have to be drinking these beers left-handed is what you're saying? That motion is not ideal. Uh, but I, I'm doing I'm doing some rehab already. It's, it's getting better. It okay. is the fact that I didn't have to do this at some point. Like, this is... <laughs> Like you ever seen like the Louis C.K. stand up about doctors? How he like had like a sore knee, so he went to the doctor, and the doc was like, "Well, yeah, dude, you're like 50 years old." He's like, "So <laughs> you don't, you're not gonna, you're gonna do anything about it. You're not gonna, there's no like treatment. Like, don't they do surgery? Like, if I was an athlete, wouldn't you do surgery?" He's like, "You're not an athlete. You're not an athlete. You're not an athlete." <laughs> so this is this is the reality of it. Is ah, my my athletics days that's over too. I, if I went to the doctor right now, they'd be like, "You're not an athlete." <laughs> Uh, all right, so we got two things on the wheel, uh, and we combined another one. So, like, <laughs> I also had the beer mile. The only one I had left uh, was the dress like a clown, which I think comes up as a similar problem to the other one, uh, where I don't, I don't know who we can dress up as a clown as home at home. That's not uh that's not punishing. Yeah, I I agree. I think that goes in the uh, in the next year category. Uh, I didn't really write down in a ranking of any of the other ones here. I should have. Uh, all right, what do you got for number three? Then it looks like we're going to be going with your list. I also did have the beer mile though, so I want I want some credit on that. <laughs> okay, cool. And that was kind of the idea is that we both say our ideas, and then just ones that lined up would just immediately get fast tracked rather than just kind of going back and forth. Well, this one is actually your idea that you sent to me earlier today, and I liked it. You have to learn how to do a backflip. <laughs> yeah that i i well, i think the training process needs to be documented though this isn't like you just look cool in the 10 second video where you can actually do the backflip i i want i, I think there has to be a, some sort of training montage i i'd even put it as a minimum of like at least 10 fails before one successful one I don't think there should be a limit on the amount of fails but i do agree that while you are any practicing that you are doing, and I, or uh, yeah, is it training or practicing or just falling down has to be uh, put on video. What the fascinating thing about this is that there's that video going around. I saw it on ESPN today about literally somebody in like a 10 second video teaches you how to do a backflip, and it starts with jump real high and kind of like reach your arms up to the sky like a little like just jump. You got to really actually jump, and then the next one's like practice like rolling over backwards and then it's like the third step was like a combination of like the two and then like the four it's literally broken down to like four steps and on the fourth step this girl just does a backflip and so i thought it would just be funny watching a struggle to do this i 
I, how I mean, how confident do you think you will actually be able to succeed in doing this? I'm imagining at some point we just give up and like that's that's the consequence is that you had to attempt to do this a certain amount of times. You just couldn't do it. Or are, are we going until you can do this? Like, I, I can't rejoin the podcast until I can do this. Like what? Well, not I, I don't not. You can't rejoin the podcast because I mean, this this could take a little while and, and some training, you know, you got to get some 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 plyos really get that explosiveness up. I think it's more of just committing to it, which is tough because you're probably going to land your head a couple of times, but <laughs> I think it would be fine if you did a backflip uh, in that video you're mentioning the, the girl does a, a perfect backflip, but the guy that's kind of going along with it, he, he, he pretty much lands on his feet, but I'd say like, if you do it and you, that's counting that counts yeah that's I got that i'm saying like yeah. even more i'm saying like if you kind of land like a cat like you're like that's good like that's a backflip now a little background on the on the backflipping here i have i have done a backflip on a, on a trampoline a full-size trampoline not like a little little trampoline that i'm not i'm not, I'm not that good <laughs> but this was also well before my cross-country running days so that's even farther back in time and the last time I saw somebody try to learn how to do a backflip, we somebody told us, or maybe we looked it up online, that one of the easiest way, ways to learn how to do a backflip was actually to do it at the beach and that you backflip with, like, the wave's momentum. So the wave is coming in, and you backflip in, like, kind of just above, like, waist, maybe knee-waist-level water, and, and you do a backflip as the wave comes towards you, and you kind of have that momentum flip. And the idea of it is that falling in the water is not nearly as painful as falling on the ground or just about any other surface. Uh, I don't live near a beach right now. So this, all this gained information is, is not really helpful to me, but I wonder if I'm going to get desperate enough. If I'm just unable to do this, cause I don't think I'm going to be able to do the four step process. I think I'm going to take a different approach to this. I, I mean, what do you think you're going to do? I don't know exactly. The only experience I have with doing a backflip is exactly what you're describing because i think it was with you about we'll go to the beach and then when the wave comes in like you said try to do a backflip and i seem to remember mood was there to try to like spot me and then i think maybe i was just gonna try to do a backflip was trying to do like a back handspring sort of situation and i just remember trying a few times and then coming closer to drowning than to completing the backflip and deciding i don't really need to know how to do a backflip i'm done with this <laughs> my all right there's also a concern of if for some reason i am able to do this i'm going to convince myself at the wrong time that i can do a backflip we're going to go out to the bars we're going to make some bad decisions and we're going to come back and i'm going to be like yo i'm going to do a backflip and that's where this is going to go wrong i should not have that confidence this shouldn't be something in my repertoire and now i'm worried that this skill could actually detrimentally hurt me at some point is that any concern to you Well, now that you mentioned it, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, I, how did you get paralyzed? I, I, well, I got drunk one night, and I I can do a backflip. I, I, I can't do it anymore, but I could do a backflip. I, I think it would have more to do with if for this bet, being able to do a backflip, like what we're describing as you barely can do it. But if you did that, all right, bets paid off, but then you continued to work at it. So then you could do a backflip on command. Yes, then it would be more of a concern. All right, last thing I'm concerned about is what the last consequence is going to be. 
What do we got? What's number four on the wheel? The last one on the list is uh, 5K with the other team's shirt on. And like an actual 5K where you sign up and you get a free T-shirt and you run with other people, not you just run five kilometers on your own. Man, I really hope I can run a 5K still. <laughs> if I can't run, if I can't make it through a 5K, that's that, that's a problem. Uh, yeah, all right, that's fine. I'm all right with that. Do you? I think they're still doing. That's something I think that'll happen over the summer. I think there'll be those charity signups for 5K races. So hopefully that'll be a like a doable public activity. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of other public activity options, but I think that one sounds like it should be doable. I'm thinking you're outside, you're pretty socially distanced by the summertime. Everybody that wants a vaccine will have had a vaccine. I think things will be getting closer to being able to do stuff like that. Oh man. You know, the one difference between that and the beer mile is we'll probably have to wear a mask for that one. You think so? I do. I do think you will. I see people running around here like in the winter with a mask on. Nobody within like miles from them, and they got masks on. No, I don't think it. The, 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 like the the disposable blue mask. <laughs> You're wearing that for warmth. But that's because those are the the rules right now. It's if you're even if you're outside by yourself, you're still supposed to be wearing a mask. But I'm thinking, well, at some point, a certain number of people are going to be vaccinated, and then won't you just not have to wear a mask anymore? I don't think we're going to hit that point this year. You really think there's going to be a point this year where we just don't have to wear a mask in public? I I just don't know how that wouldn't happen. Because if if everybody is vaccinated, so you can't get sick and you can't spread it when you're vaccinated, which is not 100% confirmed, but seems like it's getting closer to that, and hopefully they find more uh, data on that to be true, then I don't think you need to do the, the safety precautions anymore. I think you're underestimating the amount of people that are not going to get vaccinated. But at what point when they decide that they don't want to get vaccinated, is it you're just kind of on your own? Well, that's <laughs> look, I'm ready for that. You sound ready for that. <laughs> but that's not like a decision that we just make. Like That's that just seems there. There is some warning that needs to be like, I almost want everyone to say, if you're not going to get vaccinated, like, let's just sign the waiver right now. Like, you're you're OK with this. Like, we're going to open up, and we're going to go back to normal. And if you didn't get vaccinated, you need to be okay with that. And I think a lot of people are, but I don't know if they necessarily understand. Or I don't know where they're getting their information from, really, is is, is what, it, what it is. I mean, you can have your reasons. That's your choice. I, I'm with you that at some point we need to just open everything back up. I, I personally just don't – I don't think that's going to happen this year. I don't – it's a long – there's a lot of year left here. We're only, we're only in March, but – I don't think we're going to get back that quick. I hope we do. We are. And if and if we are, we won't have to race with a mask on. I mean, you're going to be have to do, you're going to have to do the race. So again, it's, I'm not going to worry <laughs> about this. I think this is the one I'm most concerned about. Oh, no. The beer miles by far worse than this. So much worse than this. Well, I'm thinking the uh the, the beer mile is not going to be in front of a lot of people where both of our teams are like big enough names that 
other you're you're gonna run into other people that are gonna say stuff. Well, I think you're gonna have the harder time of finding some some Syracuse attire to wear. Duke, I'll be able to find on any website anywhere. You're gonna have to dig a little deeper to find some Syracuse one. I think it actually I think it should actually be a mellow jersey. That's your best bet. Yeah. That would uh God. You, you don't think uh well, <laughs> you don't think a Waiters Island uh one? Oh man, I mean a uh, Waiters Island would be great. I mean, even like a, a real uh memento to like Fab Mellow would be cool. But former Celtic. Ooh, rest in peace. Former Celtic. I think I think he died as a Celtic. That's that's a thing, right? Like he's a he's he's one of us, whether we liked him or not at the time. He he played for us. He's he's on the team. I think yeah, I think the Celtics were the last professional team he, or at least NBA professional team that he played for. I don't. Know, I got a lot of options for Duke. I could even pick some cool guys that didn't even actually like play for them. Like I could pick a Kyrie one. Oh, he played. He's part of the brotherhood. Oh, he played like three games. He played lots of games. Did you notice in the All-Star game that one team had three starters that all came from Duke? Yeah, did they win? It was the first time it's ever happened. Really? You know, it's funny. We made our picks for for that All-Star weekend night. You know, we, so we, we picked our skills challenge winner, and we picked our dunk contest winner, three-point contest winner, and our MVP for the game. And I, when you you asked me if I were, we were going to make picks this year, I was like, I don't want to anymore. There's there's way too many Duke guys. I don't feel like picking a bunch of Duke winners and either being wrong and feeling like, why did you pick Duke guys, or being right and being like, now I got to celebrate Duke guys. Like this is this is a terrible situation to be in. A lot of Duke representation over the weekend, and I feel like they kind of came up short. I, maybe I'm just being a little hard on Stanley here, and I, I could go on a whole rant on this dunk contest for way too long. We need to change the scoring or, or or you know what? There should be at least some sort of coin flip beforehand on, like, who goes first. Because clearly that was a disadvantage. Like, you're telling me Cash's dunk was a 37, and the dunk after it was, like, a 48? And it just seems like a like the you're punished for going first. Is that not the obvious result right now? Like, it was clearly not an advantage of going first. It was a consequence. I... I, in my unbiased opinion, agree. I thought that that first dunk was super clean to do that on the first try right away. Uh, and I agree. I think that the judges went in and said, all right, well, we want to kind of set a baseline because we don't want to set this too high because if someone comes in over the top, then, then then what do we do? So they kind of had to hold some back, and it's, it's goofy. I liked the way that they did the final voting. With Rather than coming up with numbers and – this one versus a 50 versus a 49. It was you watch the both dunks and then you just pick the one that you liked more and you didn't need to worry about the, the, the numbers. Yeah. The other thing that they need to have like a pep talk with all the judges before this event. And that needs to be, Hey man, if you, if they come out and he makes the first dunk, you guys need to go crazy. I don't even care if it's the, the greatest dunk or not. You need to act like that was the best dunk you've ever seen in the world. Because when you that's the only way this night is ever successful is if the momentum just rolls on into the next one. I'm being like, oh man, that's exciting. I wonder what the next guy's gonna do. But when the ne- when the first guy goes up and you're like, all right, cool, that was a great dunk. Hopefully your next dunk's better. I don't like them leaving the the margin there for for them. Like 
it's it's for the fans. We're supposed to be having fun. We don't need no <laughs> Russian judge out there being like, yeah, yeah, that was that was all right. I, I want to leave a little margin for error here. I need room for improvement. But I think if you change the scoring, like Bill Simmons wanted to change the scoring from one out of ten to one out of a hundred, and maybe you give that first dunk like an eighty-eight. Like that sounds okay. Like there's there's twelve there's twelve steps better than that dunk. And I think that's much more appropriate of what they were trying to do than what actually happened. I, I don't know if the out of a hundred really solves your problem. I think people are gonna naturally gravitate towards zeros and fives and i think you'd end up kind of in the in the same spot maybe they'd see it's the judges that need to get changed uh they had all former was it all former dunk champions this time all former atlanta dunk champs i think too it was dominique oh. jay smith uh spud webb uh oh okay i hadn't uh i hadn't uh noticed no one knows that part. I think it was all Atlanta. But it's like, who who do you think should be the judges? Because I agree that the judges' excitement can sway the, the, the whole competition. But I don't think you're going to be able to get some sort of, like, a technical panel that you would for the Olympics or for, for the X Games. And I think you can only expect so much from these guys. I imagine when their agent calls them and says, Hey, would you like to do the dunk contest? It's like, what do I have to do? How much are you paying me? And if they were immediately like, hey, you have to memorize all these rubrics and criteria to give a technical score after this, I, I think you're just gonna get a click. I, you know, I, I don't have I don't have time for this. Well, the other thing they need to do, and this has been talked about before, and maybe it's happening, and I'm just not seeing it. The judges need to have monitors. There's no way they should have to watch it one time live from a distance. They're not even close by, especially this year. They're really separated from anything that's going on. But I think the judge should almost be entirely based on the replay. That's what we're watching. That's what we're seeing. This The second dunk where he does like the, the, the cool bounce alley-oop between his legs and catches it, that there's that didn't even look like anything in the first take. I, I didn't even oh, realize. Oh, yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely missed exactly what it was the first time. So... I, like you said, these judges are essentially volunteers of just the NBA family. They're not professionals. They're not spending any additional time and effort of, hey, man, I need to study up for my judging. Like, I need to really be ready. They're just showing up and doing it. And that's fine, but I feel like we're watching a different show than they're watching. They're watching the first take one time and pulling out a number. We're watching it 10 times in super slow motion on our HD 4K TVs and... <laughs> And and seeing like all all the different like impressive mechanisms of them adjusting and hanging in the air and how high they got, and like even the the kiss dunk uh, the later the Anthony Simons, he wasn't even close to kissing it and <laughs> kissing the rim. I I don't know how a judge is supposed to make a a score on that because you either do it or you don't, and there's no way you could tell in the first take of that. Did you think that was a good I, dunk? I assumed that they either had video or they could see it on the, the Jumbotron in the arena. I don't want Jumbotron. I, you need to see it. I don't want to see it in like, the distance. I, it's got to be like in front of you. Just like we're watching it. Like you're watching the TV. Like We're not watching the game on a Jumbotron sitting in a crowd with our neck bent up. Like that's We're watching it on the couch on a, on a TV. Like It needs to be like almost that setting. I'd almost just rather them in like a green room 
watching it like us and then just letting that small room energy build up. It was just weird without fans, too. The, the, the crowd noise was a mess this year. It, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know what other changes we want. The problem is this tournament's just not for us, and I keep wanting to make it for us, and these are like the ideas that would make it better for us. But there's, there's some kid out there that had a great time this weekend, and that that's really should be all it's about. One of the things that I did like this year was it being at halftime. I don't know how you do this going forward because you usually have Friday night festivities, the Saturday night festivities, and then you have the all-star game on Sunday. But I think one of the problems with the dunk contest in the past is that has been the final event. So everything else leads up to the dunk contest. So if the dunk contest does not live up to the hype, which every year gets super hyped up, you leave and you go to sleep disappointed where this year at halftime, if you were neutral or kind of lackluster on the, on the performance, you immediately get the second half of the all-star game. So I think it just spreads it over. It doesn't have to be the, this is the main thing for tonight. It's just, this is a sideshow, which is really what a dunk contest is. It's just, it's just a sideshow. It's just, it's just for fun. I think I would have been more entertained if the All-Stars just did cool layup lines for 10 minutes. I, I really think that might have been more fun. Well, don't they do that before the All-Star game? Or the practice? Just show, Did they show it to us? Did you watch it? I didn't see it. I watched the whole night. I don't think they showed us that. I, wanted, I just want that instead of any dunk contest well, at all. You I, have to be in the minority for that. Well, uh, then get some guys that we've heard of. That... That I would agree, and I think that that is just continuing with. All right, this is, you're not getting you're not getting all stars. We haven't gotten all stars in a while. Then let's and, let's leave the league. Let's get out of the league. Let's get Team Flight Brothers. Let's get all the YouTube videos that we drool over the whole year. That all these guys who are only good at dunking. They are not NBA talents, but they're good at dunking, and as well as they're good at entertaining. But it's not. It's not just a. It's the NBA dunk contest. It's not anybody, and I think you would be disappointed. Because I was talking with people earlier today, talking about how when you watch stuff on your on your phone, it's like, oh man, that was really cool. But that could have been their hundredth attempt on it that they finally got it. Where you have to do it live, it's totally different. Well, the humiliation risk is, especially with the time crunch, you don't have all day. It it's it's hard. I, I just. All right, well, this is this is this is the only statement I'll say for about this is the three point contest should be the closing the closer now. If they go back to this format next year, they can keep it the way it is. Halftime is fine. The warm up and all that, getting it all done one day, I'm okay with that. I thought that was actually I thought that went better than expected. But if they're gonna go back, which I I'd be shocked if they don't, where there's a no, whole they're definitely Saturday going back. There's gonna be a whole five, Saturday. Five hours was a was was a long exactly. time. You're gonna have a whole Saturday event. And well, yeah, why would you abandon uh, a night of prime time? But the whole league has shifted, and I think even us included, as well as everyone else, has noticed that there's there's an increased amount of shooting. I mean, they're taking sixty percent more threes in today's game than they did ten years ago. Sixty percent. All of the teams across the league take sixty percent more threes in twenty twenty one than they did in I think it was twenty ten, maybe twenty eleven, like ten years ago. That's that's there's sixty percent more threes. So clearly, this is a shooting league. And we might have always been a shooting league, but that's that's the highlight right now, and that was what the highlight of that whole night was. And it, it seemed a little silly that Steph Curry's doing this in, like, the opening act. 
Are, are you down with the change? Let's just make it right now. Let's just lock it in. I think you just have to lower your expectations a little bit for what the dunk contest is. I, I am lowering them. I just want to lower the placement of them, too. They're not the primetime event anymore. I, the the three-point contest could be exciting every year, especially if Curry's willing to enter. It's just like, who's who's willing to challenge this guy? Who wants to go up against this guy? And I thought we had some decent battles. Tatum, man, I don't know. If I, I think you should blame it on COVID. It looked like he got tired in the second round. Because that first round, <laughs> I think he puts up like 27 or 28. And and he had a chance. It, w- it was exciting. I just, I think we could watch Curry try and make a perfect rack endless times. I think we could rewatch that over and over again every year and just see if someone else can come even close. And I don't have a solution of a dunk contest. There's no leader in that. There's no, like, I don't know. If you could have picked anybody in this year's contest, is like, do you have a list? Like, who are the guys you want to get? Uh, you you want Zion? That's who you want. Yeah, I think Zion would have been entertaining, but I don't. <laughs> maybe I just don't know. I don't know if Zion's that kind of dunker. Does that make any sense? Like he's a he's like a Dominique dunker, which is not a bad dunker. It's a very powerful dunker, but I don't think you're going to see him maneuvering the ball between his legs around the back and twisting and spinning. You know, a couple times. You're just going to see him jump really high, really far, and really strong. And I would have been all right with that. But I don't know if that's I, – I think the dunk contest, he, you need to have some more finesse than I've just seen that. Him, I've seen him dunk legitimately from the free throw line, not around the free throw line, from the free throw line at whatever his, his weight is. He, he's a tank flying through the air. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. So even just that, it's like, okay, cool. Jordan's done that. Other guys, Zach Levine's done that most recently. But here's a guy that he's not double, you know, the size of, but close to 100 pounds heavier doing it. Yeah, that's the guy they should have got. That's the guy they should try and get until he doesn't, until he can't. (laughs) They should just try and get him. But I don't think they're going to. Do Do you think Zion will ever do a dunk contest? I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. I think they're going to go the LeBron route where it's... I, I, yeah, I think once only, LeBron... You can only lose from this. There's very little yeah. to gain of this. The yeah, only people I, that have something I, to gain... I agree, the, and that's why they're going to go with young guys that here here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity for me to get shown on TV. Cassie Stanley is in the in the G League. I don't even know if he's gotten any minutes with, uh, with, uh, with the Pacers. All right, Cassie Stanley is a rookie this year. He had the highest vertical... In the in the combine this year, I, it was something absurd. He had the highest vertical uh, at 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 Duke, and remember the year before, that's when Zion was there. Yeah, it was something ridiculous, like forty four and a half inches, maybe even more. Yeah, I, it was something absurd like that. So I that that stood out for me when when the draft was coming up. Was like, who are the late sleepers? And there's there's always interest in like, well, dude, this guy's athletic. He's got decent size. He's not like super weak. If we could just teach this athlete to play basketball, we'll have something here. So, like, I, I'd heard of him purely on that basis. You obviously are a Duke fan and knew that. But you want to know the real stat of this guy? He has zero dunks this year. He hasn't dunked the yeah, ball like once. I, said, I, don't even know if he, I don't even know if he has a minute. I mean, he was drafted in the, uh, in, in the second round, so it's not un- unexpected. It's not like he's having a disappointing year. It was expected he was going to go uh, to, the, to the G League. 
that's those are the type of guys I, I think maybe non-COVID you could go uh, a level or two above, but I don't think you're going to get the All-Stars because you're going to go out there and best case is you win it and worst case is you do something that just turns into a uh, into a into a meme and a gif and, and you're a joke. I almost feel like Cash has got lucky by going first and, and having the disadvantage of that because he's not very good at basketball. I think that's fair to say. He he's he's clearly just he's very athletic, but he's not very good at basketball. And I think the sad thing was is I thought you're either really good at dunking or you're really good at basketball and a few people are really good at both. He didn't seem like me, like the guy that's only really good at dunking either. I don't know what he is. I don't know what he turns into. It's just I, I, you got it. We got to do better. You, you got you got all of that from a dunk contest. I mean, watch the kid play a little bit before you say he can't dunk and he can't oh, play basketball. I've, he, I've seen him play threw, Duke. I saw him he play threw, Duke. He threw it between his legs, super easy. He's had some real high up alley oops, but. He's a second round pick. He's in the he's in the G League. He's he's figuring it out. It's gonna take him a little while. Man, I hope someday you defend the podcast the way you defend Duke players. I really hope so. We just came out and said the guy that uh got you know robbed in the dunk contest can't play basketball and can't dunk. He he's he's getting paid to play basketball professionally. He can play basketball. He won't be getting paid much longer. That's gonna be that's Whoa. gonna be his last check, man. I'm sorry, man. He, Whoa. He better he better hope they got a position for him at Duke right now. I, he's gonna have to create his own position. He can teach these other Duke guys. He can teach them in the off season right now. They're they're gonna be free soon. Well, I, I hope that both of them keep playing for a little <laughs> while longer. Maybe he'll get maybe he'll get called up to uh, to the Pacers now that uh, the G League's uh, season's over. Uh, speaking of playing for a while, the Hall of Fame finalists have been announced, and I I kind of have a all right. Do you have a problem with Bill Russell? being nominated as a coach and that taking up a nominee position? Well, I don't think it takes up a nominee position. I don't think there's a limit. Is there not? I always assumed it was. It's not like base, baseball has a limit, right? I thought it was a limit. Baseball no. doesn't have a limit. Baseball, you have to get over a certain amount of votes. Okay. And so maybe it is kind of limited because maybe you can only vote you, for yeah, so many guys. you can guys. only vote for so many guys. So there, I think that's... So I guess it sort of limits it just because so many guys can't get, get over... I think it's is it 75%? I don't know the exact number. Baseball's strict. I know that. The NBA is 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 not very strict, but much 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 uh, looser. But I mean, how <laughs> how are you not going to vote for Phil Russell though? Even if it is just a coach, the legacy is unreal. So for me, that's like that's that's a no-brainer, but then I wonder if I'm one of the other guys here and it's like this guy's already in as a player. He's going to take my spot. I didn't coach. I didn't do anything else. I busted my whole ass off to have this. This guy's just some superhuman. I was able to have like this 50-year career with the Celtics organization doing everything possible. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm okay with it. It just seems redundant. Or, or maybe we just want to have a reason to celebrate Bill Russell in 2021. That's fine. But we already named the, the finals MVP after him. I thought that was kind of our annual, hey, Bill Russell's amazing. I don't know if you forgot about this, but let's remind you, he was really awesome. He's really this guy. I that just stood out for me. I, I think Paul Pierce is a great nominee. I think Chris Bosch is fair. I, I didn't really spend too much time looking at some of the other ones, but I, I don't know if that uh, is. Chris Weber was the, oh, uh, Weber, the other yeah, big yeah. one. Weber is a first ballot. I'd probably put Weber and Pierce as for sure first ballot guys. And I, I really don't have anything against Bosch. I think he is a Hall of Fame talent. It's just that longevity should mean something. 
and the whole what if situation, I think if he does continue to play, he's probably without a doubt a Hall of Famer. It's just, eh, you know, we're just letting anyone in now. Like, that sucks. I know that sucks, but we're, it's like you're on pace to have a Hall of Fame career, so we're just going to give it to you? Or do you think he did enough? Yeah, that was, that was a tough one because I'm sure there's other guys that have been in situations where they got hurt or something cut their career short, and you can't just extrapolate what they would have done. And it's just a, uh, a difficult difficult uh, one to kind of just say, like, oh, no, you don't get it because your body betrayed you. It's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, one, of the, uh, one of the other ones is uh, Ben Wallace. I like Ben Wallace. Ben, ben Wallace is, is, the problem with Ben Wallace, Ben Wallace is such an awesome player. Is he for sure? I mean, I guess it was defensive numbers back when. That's That's some impressive stuff. I guess it'd be such a specialist at defense that's probably worthy of uh, some Hall of Fame status. It's just if you were if you were doing like a like a NBA 2K like make your own player thing and you're maxing out like all the categories and statistics of the players, you, you've maxed out all the defense, but he's got like zeros on like shooting, <laughs> a, a really big part of the game. <laughs> yeah, he he only uh, averaged five point seven points per game for his career, but. He was named to six all defensive teams and uh, one of two players to win four defensive player of the year awards. So it's always harder to rank defense versus offense in basketball. So you win defensive player of the year four times. Like, okay, this was the best defender. It's just, it's easier to look at a, at an offensive player and just kind of, look past their defensive deficiencies because you could look at look how many points he scored tonight but the reverse is hard to do of well how many points did he erase from the other team and it just doesn't stack up as nicely i think he goes down as historically one of the worst free throw shooters of all time i'm i'm talking he may not even career-wise he probably finished under 50 percent like i would bet it's probably like 42 percent free throw shooting for the career and you know Shaq was terrible too, but Shaq brought Shaq brought a lot. So like when you put in these sort of deficiencies, it's like what else did you bring? I mean, he wins a championship. Bosch won a championship. Which which one of these guys do you think was more valuable to that their championship team? I think that's a that's a good debate right there. Yeah, is they're they're very much like the role player guy that it doesn't go this way without them. Like they were very important. Agreed. They may have not have been like the focus of the plan and the strategy and the adjustments and everything that was going on. But without these guys kind of behind the scenes doing all the dirty work, they're, they're not on championship teams. They needed both of these guys to win where they're at. And I don't think anyone's going to doubt that. Now, whether one was more valuable than another, I don't know. I think we were a little bit more harder on Chris Bosh because those expectations were a lot higher for Miami versus Detroit. Kind of comes in as this underdog going against this badass Laker team and, it still amazes me that that team won. Like I think that's the team universally pointed to as like the no superstar championship team with just a team team. All five guys. All five guys working together. So I guess I guess I would put I give it would give it to Bosch saying that. I, I'm just Yeah, it's just it, it's just different on what the skill set that they bring. I'm thinking of the the Bosch getting that rebound and getting it out to Ray Allen 
is a crucial moment and that doesn't define everything. But I agree with you that they both were integral parts to their team's winning championships. Yeah. Is there anyone else you want to talk about for the Hall of Fame finalists? Did I miss anyone? Uh, the only other one uh, to mention was uh, Rick Adelman. Uh, he's he's a, a finalist. He's the ninth winningest coach in NBA history. And uh, Villanova's coach, Jay Wright, uh, two-time NCAA champion. The NBA is uh, – or excuse me, the, the NCAA college basketball is always a little funny where – they become Hall of Fame coaches, or yeah, they become Hall of Famers while they're still coaching. So, like Beheim, he's in the Hall of Fame. Coach K's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Roy Williams is in the Hall of Fame. It's just interesting where in the NBA, I don't know if there's, I don't think there's any active Hall of Fame coaches. And for sure, players, uh, like the rule is, I, I think at one point it was five years, but I think they might have lowered that uh that number down recently but just a just just an interesting interesting little wrinkle of college basketball coaches yeah are you ready for the high school basketball the high the professional high school basketball hall of fame are, are you ready for those nominees i think we could be judges on this i think they're going to be looking for people just like us you think so no but we can act like we're the people that can do this i mean i can we could we could develop a high school hall of fame how 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 challenging could be? It would just be a real embarrassment. Sounds be like, super hard. It'd be like the McDonald's All-American. I mean, well, what's the difference? Oh, I don't know. It, it seems like the uh, McDonald's, I guess maybe it's a little, little easier. I was thinking where the guys that win the college awards are not necessarily the ones that make it to the next level at the NBA. And I'm just thinking, think how many colleges there are. And there's a ton more high schools. That'd be so much tape to watch. I mean, they're going to pay us for it. I think it's lucrative. Oh, oh! I didn't realize I was getting paid to watch high school basketball. Wait, what do you think? All do these, I sign up? How, how do you think all these guys got into all these colleges here? All right, they had people write about them and highlight them and 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 do all that. Where where your, you know, you got to give us a little side money here. We'll get you to the NBA. We'll get you to the next level. I mean, Zach's got a Coach K connection. It's uh, you know, let let's uh, let's get you in that uh, high school Hall of Fame. And nobody has any idea what we're talking about. You want to tell them about this professional high school basketball league that is. It's very real. This is happening. Yep. So this came out last week. It's going to be called uh, Overtime Elite. So they're going very similar to the G League Elite team, which is the college age players that have decided that they want to forgo their college eligibility to get better prepared for the for the NBA. So this would just be similar to that. Uh, does not seem like they have uh, an official NBA uh, relationship at this point, but the idea is they're going to take 16 to 18 year olds, 30 of the nation's top prospects. Uh, you're going to guaranteed minimum salary of a hundred thousand dollars. So that's right in line with what the, the G league is offering with, of course, you're going to be making money playing basketball. So you would not be able to go, you, you'd be professional. You wouldn't be an amateur anymore. So you would not be able to play college after this and you would not be able to play high school uh either the advantages are you know you'd be playing with the other top guys in the in the country and it seems like it would be a line right to the g league team or if the nba the next cba says hey you don't need to go to college or you don't need to have the one year removed from high school you can go right from this elite team right to the draft 
It, do you think the, or the long term of this is you don't even go? I mean, you would go to the draft, but I, I think it, is the long term of this you start in this league and then you go to the G League and then you go to the NBA? Maybe not for everybody, but I think for I, I just think that's a new career route that we're kind of setting up for people, and I wonder if that's good or bad. I mean, are we just are we just sending people? I mean, it's a great way to make money. You you can't get paid now. This is this is one way you get paid. And you get to stay in this country, which is another way you could get paid. You can go anywhere else. They will gladly pay you. Lamelo Ball. I don't know if you heard of him. He's he's playing. He's playing for that team in Charlotte right now. He goes overseas. I mean, he makes money. I, I think if someone's willing to able, able to pay you. You, and this is what you want to do. Why not? Why not take it? Are you a little concerned about this uh, damaging college basketball, or do you think that these people are already seeking? these sort of routes of, of career choices and whether it's going overseas like Brennan Jennings or, or I don't know, maybe even sitting out a year. <laughs> I, I don't think it hurts college basketball. Cause I've mentioned this again before with the, the G league team that the people that are a fan of college basketball are a fan of the schools and are fine with it. Not being the best possible basketball. That's where the NBA fans come in of, you want to watch the absolute best basketball. That's what you're going to do. And it's, you could be a fan. Like I'm a fan of both, but there's definitely groups that are a hundred percent in one camp and a hundred percent for people that are in the other camp. I'm not sure how this works financially. If they're not subsidized by the NBA, it just, I, I, I don't know who's going to pay money to watch even its premier high school teams enough to be able to play pay all of the players that kind of money. Oh, I I'm assuming they have a TV network that is going to be showing this. It's the only reason to pay them is that they think they can make money off of them, and they've. Would done you watch the, it? I was going to ask you that. I I'm not as much of a college basketball fan because I feel like the talent level drops off and. I think there is some now great you're dropping off a now you're dropping off even another level. Well, I think the other big flaw of it is not only is there a drop off, but there is a maturity drop off. I mean, you have some excellent, super mature college kids. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I think it's safe to say the fair majority. You could just relate to yourself and me and your own person. We were making dumb decisions at that age. It is easy to say, why aren't you doing it this way? And at the time, it's just you don't see the world that way. And you're jumping even farther back into adolescence here, where I think you're going to get even more of like, why, why don't you have a good basketball IQ? And they're going to be like, well, I've been playing for like five years, man. Like this is, this isn't a whole lifetime of experience that we're putting on here, and the pressure is going to be real. And playing in front of live audiences and all that, it, it's going to change a lot, and it's going to, it's going to make some careers, and I think it's going to end some others. It'll be interesting to see what type of players choose this. I don't know if we're going to get, like, a lot of... Like, I, I look at, like, way back when the NBA was still allowing high schoolers to get drafted. I look at, like, Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler. They go the same year, both straight out of high school, both straight to Chicago. Tyson Chandler ends up becoming a pretty decent player, and Curry early on, before he's a Nick, is a, is a fairly dominant guy. But there's so many other scenarios where you could see that their their lives just changed overnight i mean there's a scenario where tyson chandler probably never gets an opportunity because what if he just looks terrible on this high this high school team he gets his money and then has no interest after that 
What if you just look terrible? And it could be the coaching, it could be the teammates, it could be the setup. I just I don't know if this is necessarily going to be the best route for the success of everybody. I'm I'm just curious to see what type of players it do succeed here. Like, are you excited for the one guy that's going to pop out of this and be like, yeah, the Celtics should look at that guy. I watched him play all through high school in this pro league. He's he's ready to run an NBA offense. Is is that a scenario you think is going to happen? I I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I do think that a lot of these guys are already play, are going to be. If you're at that level, you're already going to be pay, playing in front of a lot of fans. So I don't think that matters as much. But one of the things that they are doing is you go through this and you decide, uh, you know what? <laughs> Whether your decision or <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe God's decision says, you know, you are you're you're, you're not going to make it as a uh, as a basketball player they are going to give you up to a hundred thousand dollars uh for you to spend on college oh so they are still encouraging uh, at least a college education obviously your eligibility for athletics is is gone that's cool yeah because your your yeah your eligibility would be gone yes because you made money it, it, assuming that with this name image and likeness doesn't open up more opportunities all right, here's the here's the news story. You're going to see this happen next year where you're going to find out someone who just couldn't afford college, had no interest in playing basketball, but was good enough to get the contract for it and does that to pay for their college education. I got no problem with that. I think that's great. That seems tough because this isn't like a, a league with thousands of players. It sounds like it's 30. So I, I don't think you're going to get somebody that can just game the system. Like, I, I think that if you were if you were at that level – you would be able to get a scholarship to play basketball. Maybe. Or if you were maybe a multi-sport athlete or something else, uh, and maybe it wasn't your number one sport. But you can get paid. If you're a football player. You can't get paid in high school right now. Like, what if he just got paid in high school for that? And then after all that, he was like, I'm going to go play football now Now that I'm eligible. Uh, I I, I don't think you could, you could go cross-sport. I think once you've accepted money you're no longer an amateur i don't i don't think you could do it that way well, well, maybe, that, maybe that's a loophole but i i don't think so it's it's all new i i guess i'm excited for it it's it's i guess what really what it's gonna be it's gonna be more televised basketball available for us whether it's good basketball or not it's it's more basketball we're not gonna be watching less basketball in the upcoming years this is gonna be another league on top of the big three on, on top of summer league on on top of all of this are they planning on keeping the season the same time? I'm assuming they're going to have to. They're going to make all of this work around a high school schedule, or is this like a summertime thing? I think it's going to be an all-the-time thing. So these guys are getting a high school education while they're doing this, or they're literally stopping the high school education and going to this full-time? That I'm not sure about. Because I don't think they're just going to up and get rid of a high school education. I feel like that's such like a minimum requirement that, there's not one person in the world that's like you should drop out of high school. Like, I don't who's who's recommending that. Every every awesome story where somebody was able to succeed for all that is is great. That's awesome. But I don't think you want to go through the challenges of life without without that. Like that's not something you're opting to choose. It, it's something that you have to do or, or forced to do. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. I, I read through the article and that didn't come up, but that I, I didn't even pick up on that. Where reading. These athletes will also have access to health care and disability benefits. But, yeah, you're right. Nothing saying 
you'll continue with schooling and maybe, maybe, maybe you don't, maybe it's a, I'm going to be a basketball player. I don't need to be learning any more of this stuff. I, I think that that seems ridiculous. I think if anything, it should be like the G league. They like, yeah, they have those programs and those seminars of whether it's spending money, making light decisions in <laughs> having other old NBA veterans come in and talk to you for, for something. It just, there has to be some sort of accounting class at minimum. You're going to be giving these guys a hundred thousand dollars at this age and saying, Oh, maybe they'll figure it out. <laughs> That's I mean, imagine someone gave us a hundred thousand dollars to play for me like just <laughs> that part doesn't, doesn't concern me so much. Uh, I don't think that that should be the attitude to and the reason why you don't give someone uh, a bunch of money. It's like, Oh, well, they probably can't handle it. Like, no, no, well, no. I don't think it's, well, it's well, why not? It's, okay, let me get the money and let me figure it out what to do with my own money. And if I blow it all, fine. I'm still 18 years old. I can start, you know, making making money like everybody else. Would it have been probably better for me? Uh, better may be the wrong term, but could I have lived a, a little bit more comfortable life if I had in, invested this? Sure, but you know what? Everybody lives their life a little differently. I don't think that this I, – I don't know if that's necessarily what my, my point was. I just don't think it's as common knowledge. Like You're becoming an adult overnight is what I'm saying. It, you're you're still a kid. There would still be a, things that we learned at that age about becoming an adult and dealing with contracts and having a paycheck come in. I mean, you're 16. You're, you're jumping right into it. This isn't a summer job. This is a full career that is just suddenly happening right now. There's a whole lot of things that we learned along the way that helped us when we were offered this sort of position or this sort of actual career lifestyle that we were ready for it at 16, man. That's, that's a lot. Well, you say that, but they're looking at it as you're looking to prepare for the main job, which is the NBA. So here's a way that you can start earlier rather than playing high school, two years of varsity high school, one year of college, and then going to the NBA. It's, here's three years you can use to do all the things to prepare you for the NBA. You're not learning the offense your high school coach wants to teach you and the defense your high school coach wants you to learn. You're learning NBA defenses and NBA terminology. Yeah. I just, there's, there's some adulthood lessons that should be encouraged. I, I, that's, that's my only real takeaway from all this. It'll be interesting. I, it's, it's more basketball. I don't think I will be, as interested in it but you know if there's like a zion guy or even I mean, it, it's it's easy to say like oh yeah the next lebron like that guy's just walking through the door but lebron would have been the best example for this i think this only exists because we're hoping another lebron walks through the door i mean lebron gets a couple high school games way back when on on espn that's that seems crazy and now we're just hoping that, that happens and we just have more access to that guy yeah well, I just started playing the music for the outro right now. I want to remind everyone again to sign up for our March Madness uh, competition this year. LCALCB.com. It'll take you right to the sign-up sheet. All you need is a Yahoo account to create the account, and then you're all set to go. Uh, anything else you want to add for the people out there? Just echoing that, LCALCB.com. It'll send you right to the link. Go to our Facebook page. You'll see the link there if uh, you want to check that out. Uh, listen to any of the uh, the older episodes. But definitely sign up. Do it early. 
you'll be ready for selection Sunday. Won't need to worry about it. And uh, yeah, Sunday, we're going to be started filling out brackets for the first time in a long time. I am very excited. Also, as a reminder, it's 100% free, requires no no down payment, no down money, none, none of that. All right. All you got to do is fill out all your picks. If you got, if you get more picks right than anyone else, we send you a $100 Amazon gift card and a podcast T-shirt uh, size and color of your choice. Uh, if you want one of those shirts, too, you can, they're available on Amazon. A uh, little column A, little column B podcast T-shirt. Uh, they're, they're on there. I doubt there's another one on there, but it's the Merch by Will one. If, if for whatever reason you search that and you don't find it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Sunday's going to be good. Sunday's going to be good. It, the schedule is a little weird this year. They're they're kicking it off on Friday. Uh, you think we'll make it till then? I, I kind of like the Thursday kickoff. Definitely going to be weird spilling over into Monday, but I'm uh, I'm... I'm fine waiting the, uh, the the extra day as long as we can have it. All right. Well, we'll have everyone. We'll be back next week. We'll talk to you all next week with all of our bracket decisions. And a lot of drama will have already have happened by then. Zach's whole bracket is already blown up. He hasn't even filled it out. <laughs> don't don't you pre-blow up my bracket. I didn't even have to. It's already happened. You, there's no blue teams to pick. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Column A, little column B.